Close your eyes. Imagine your favorite bar. Envision a perfect drink in your hand. You're sitting alone until a friendly stranger sits next to you and with a wink raises their glass to you. Over the course of the next hour, you chat, laugh, and drink in their story before parting ways with a smile on your face. This is A Toast and a Tale. Welcome. I'm Marissa Rothermel here with A Toast and a Tale, and this is our very first episode. I'm so excited that you can join with us today. I hope that you've grabbed a drink and you're sitting down to just kick back and relax and meet a new friend. So we're going to start right now with our very first recurring segment that I like to call 10 Rounds. And essentially, that's 10 questions to keep the conversation rolling. I am here with a good friend of mine today because It's the first episode of a brand new podcast, and while I am somebody who is very comfortable in front of an audience, in front of a microphone, whatever, it's the first one, and I have a severe case of the jitters. So my great friend David Lewis is here, and we're going to start right off with round one. So David, who are you, and what three words would you use to describe yourself? Well, you got my name right, so that works. It's, it's it's a weird, like, I'm not a person that talks about myself much, so it's weird to even dive into something like this. Um, who am I? I'm, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a friend to many people. Um, I'm a business owner. I also work a normal day job, like a lot of people, trying to grind, trying to do all the good things. Three words to describe myself. Friendly. I like to be friendly. I think that most people would agree with that. A hundred percent, I would. There you go. <laughs> um, driven. I I feel like I wake up every day and know that I have a purpose, whether it be my son, whether it be my business, whether it be my aspirations in life. You know, I want to stay on that track and stay focused and continue to climb the ladders that I've been climbing. Um, last one, I'd say active. I like to always be going, you know, four o'clock hits when, when my day job's over. And if I don't have a phone call like this for my side business, me and my son are out doing something or I'm headed to the beach or out on a bike or trying to do something every day and keeps it interesting, keeps it fun. Sure yeah. does. I, I had a great time just uh, being out with you last night, in fact. And uh, if you listen to my other podcast, which is online and inspired, you're going to hear all about this on the same day that this podcast la- launches. But David and I went out to a local hot dog place and they are gaining fame for their unicorn hot dog. And I know that sounds like so much uh, because why would you call it? It's not even made with real unicorn. Too hard to get. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's a sourcing issue. But a unicorn hot dog is a standard hot dog on a roll served with meat sauce or chili as they call it, uh, whipped cream and sprinkles. And David was a great sport and out with me last night and, and came out to view this this delicacy. It's the only way I can describe it. I'll tell you what, I fell in love with it. I think it's great. I kind of want to make everyone I know eat one from now on. Just like, hey, 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 you ever had unicorn before? Come try this. It's really good. The, uh, <laughs> the joy on Nora's face when she bit into that and had both meat sauce and whipped cream on her face at the same time was it's priceless it's perfect and for those who don't know nora is my uh toddler age daughter she will be two in september of 2022 and 
it was just a fun, wonderful night uh, of eating unicorn hot dogs and, and having some adventures in Charleston, South Carolina. So David, you said that you were friendly, driven, and active, and I could not come up with better descriptors for you, 100%. But as I've told you, I'm feeling super nervous right now, so I need to take a sip of my drink. And today I'm sipping a nice, generous pour, if I'm honest with you, of smoked maple Knob Creek whiskey. And we're going to kick this show off right. This is one of my favorite comfort drinks. It's, you know, it's big and boozy, but sweet enough where you just really feel like it's something special. And so to start off a new special podcast, I thought I would give myself a nice glass pour, of course. So David, what are you, what are you sipping on for this show? Cause that's round two. What are you drinking? And three more words to describe it. Been diving into the wine world. So in, in the past, I'm going to say almost year and a half, close, close to two years now, my life, I found out that I had a gluten allergy and I was one of the biggest IPA people you would ever meet. I wasn't the guy that like would talk about them all the time, mm-hmm. but everywhere I went, I had to try, you know, different ones. I would never get the same one. I always wanted to try a different one. Um, breweries were huge for me. So when I realized that, and uh and started to take action with with myself and and kind of change it up you know that was it was disappointing but uh i've broken into the mixed drink world and and the wine world and uh i now drink mostly pinot grigio um my wife and i have tried you know several different variations of of white wine we're not big red wine people um i'm sure you'll get me there one of I these will. days i will one of your favorites <laughs> but uh so we we've tried a lot um riesling has also been another style that we've settled on but i like the the pinot grigio i like that it's it's crisp it's it's a cooler drink i like to drink it chilled um not too much ice you don't want to water it down of course um and it's it's got like that little that little bite that little sourness to it kind of like an ipa does it you know just just satisfies it but it's not too bitter now I'm wondering if I should have poured a glass of wine today, but that's all right. Maybe after this one. Uh, do you have a particular favorite Pinot Grigio that you're drinking right now? Um, I think the Josh one that I had like two weeks ago is probably top right now. Nice. Um, yeah, we we go for the, you know, whatever's on sale. Like, same, same idea. I like to try them all. So if I walk into a store and there's two or three different ones on sale, I'm going to pick one of those give it a shot, you know, and and go from there. So one of the phrases I like to use kind of referring to that is the yummies per buck when I'm trying something else. So I'll go and I'll try a new beverage of any sort and I'll sit there and I'll look at it and, you know, I'll taste it and say, okay, I spent X dollars on this. Did it have enough yummies where I would spend that again, you know? Uh, So the yummies per buck ratio always weighs a lot on me because I don't want to spend too much for something I don't absolutely love. Unicorn hot dogs. Where's that scale? Unicorn (laughs) hot dogs take all my money. All of it. (laughs) That was great. Again, just to watch my daughter's reaction, if nothing else, she was so confused. Like, is this dessert? Is it dinner? What's happening? (laughs) So I did get her reaction on video, which was, which was awesome. And she went back for more. So that's, that's really all I can ask. And she's been cranky lately. So if she's eating and content for a couple seconds, life is good. But uh, all right. So, well, cheers to you, David. I'm getting my sip in right now. Oh, good Lord, is that good. Anyway, 
So you mentioned that you have multiple different businesses. I know you've got a day job. That's whatever. That's not you. That's not yours. Did you want to talk about any of the businesses that you are involved in right now? Sure. Yeah. Um, the core one is Explore Vanex. Um, and you know what? Let's, I think round three ties into Explore Vanex. Really okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, in that case, paper. you got yeah. notes. Oh, okay. See, we're so ready. We're I rocking this. I, I have the <laughs> questions. I actually went into this. I didn't write anything down. I wanted to go clean slate. Perfect. So. Perfect. All right. In that case, round three, where are you living now and where have you lived before? So um, we live in Somerville, South Carolina. We're about 20 minutes outside Charleston, the actual downtown city. Um, we moved here in October of 2020, fun times during the pandemic. Um, my son was very young and we were looking for a change. So we, uh, we came down this way and we love it. It's, it's great so far. It's a great area. It's really good for him. It's really cool to live by the beach for, for once. It was something I always wanted to do in my life. So um, can't say that I'll live here forever. I, I, do long for the mountains. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be fine with splitting time and, you know, spending time in the mountains and time at the beach, but we'll see where life takes us. So um, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I grew up in the Poconos, uh, 24 or 20, 25 years of my life in the Poconos. Um, my wife and I got married and we looked at each other and we said, we don't want to stay here forever. Mm -hmm. Let's go explore. And, and neither of us had traveled a lot. We, we went to Colorado once we went to Lake Tahoe and then, uh, you know, we realized there was a lot more out there in the world. And, uh, we bought a camper van. It was a 88 G 20 camper van built at a factory converted by a company um, it's very old, very outdated. So we, we bought this van and we ripped it apart and we did a bunch of custom work to it and we got it ready. And, uh, we set out on a trip, which was our honeymoon. Oh. In my mind, I thought it was going to last three months. <laughs> it ended up being a year. Uh, uh, it was 11 months and, and two weeks to the date where I pulled back in my mom's driveway to say hi to her. Holy um, cow. And, we did 30, 34 states on that first run, and then we got back in the van um, after we we spent some time at home, and um, we realized that we were actually pregnant with Summit, and um, we got back in the van. We wanted to do one more good trip. We came down through the Carolinas and then went back all the way up to uh, Maine, um, and that was it. Was cool. We we did uh, we did thirty seven states in total. Wow. And, we can comfortably say that we lived in a van in a camper van for that duration of our life. And it was life-changing. It was amazing. Um, you know, you, you think about that idea of, of living in a, an RV or a camper and you think about being parked in a space, you know, in a campsite and you have the amenities that are around you, but to live in that way, we would drive an hour to two hours in distance every day we would wake up in a new place and we would go do another epic thing every single day. Wow. We saw multiple national parks. We saw how many states. We saw all the cities you could want to see in the entire U.S. Um, it was, like I said, life-changing. What an um, adventure. Yeah, oh, definitely wow. So. That's a lot longer than two weeks. Highly recommended. And we were we were able to do that because we adapted and we, we learned how to work remotely. 
like a lot of people are doing now and and that whole revolution that's going on now um we we worked for a social or we did social media for a company it was a friend's company he needed someone to do it and we made enough money to stay on the road and travel through by doing that as well as some other side projects and um so that landed us back home after all that um we were kind of trying to find our footing and figure out what was next. We lived in Scranton, Pennsylvania, um, in an apartment underneath, um, my in-laws for, for quite some, it was, I want to say about eight months there. Summit came to be and we decided, you know, it was time to, to move on. Um, we had family moving down this way as well. And that's how we ended up in, in South Carolina and Charleston area. Well, I'm so glad that you did, because otherwise you and I may never have crossed paths. And yeah. uh, you are just a wonderful person and an incredible father. And I'm so great, so grateful to know you. I truly look forward to whenever we get together. And your son is just the picture of perfection. He is this beautiful little blonde headed boy. And I truly hope my daughter ends up marrying him someday. <laughs> He's, he's so much fun. I do. I love watching the two of them together. And it's so nice when, you know, the kids get along as well as the parents do. So that's, it's magical to me. So your van life, I just, what does day in van life look like? So you brought, you bought a prefab van and now that's somehow your job, but like what, how did this happen? So with the first question of, of what van life was like is there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs and it's, it was my first true like mental health battle. Mm -hmm. I, since 14, I always worked immensely. I, I, in the summers, I would work more than 40 hours a week, mm -hmm. you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, um, paid for my first car in cash, you know, did all that. So when I got in the van and we were, we were working, um, my wife Janine was working more than me. She was working, um, like a, a temp job, um, online she had to work four hours a day logged on to that but so she was working those four hours and then we would do a couple hours maybe one to two hours a day of the social media work and uh and we would be good to go it was hard for me to adapt to that to not be working all the time and be able to live right however to I'm be free to yeah yeah and, and that truly it took me some time to get used to it i would say it took me about four months to get used to that wow. and uh yeah. And like she would be working and I would get out of the van. I would take our dog, Luna, who came with us for the entire trip. So you had a dog in the van, too. It yeah. was. Oh, she's, my God. She's 22 pounds. She's <laughs> she's travel sized. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, truly, like um, me and her would just go on adventures while Janine was working. And um, the idea was it was hard to find. We, we had a hotspot mm -hmm. to do all our work because it was all web based. Right. Um, and we would park somewhere where I could do something and where she could work or vice versa. And we would just explore. And then when we knew we had days where we didn't have to do that work or we would get up early and, and finish it or plan to do it later, we would plan that day around it. So um, a good example is Yosemite, okay. classic national park, beautiful place. We, we lived very stringently. We, we, you know, saved all the money we could. We didn't pay much to camp places. We camped in BLM land, national forest, um, spots that you were allowed to park for free mm -hmm. and, and camp for or overnight, you know. Um, and we would, we would be strategic about that so that we could go have that fun. So Yosemite, 
we would camp out in the woods. We would drive into the park in the morning. The The valley has cell service, but only so much. So uh, my wife would sit at the visitor center, have a coffee, do her work. I would go walk around, you know, take Luna around, do whatever we needed to do. And then when she was done by 10 o'clock that morning, we got to go explore and have fun. How amazing. Um, wow. Yeah, it's truly amazing. And it's the reason that Vanex came to be is I just started to meet people in that community. And I started what was one of my first business ventures. It was supposed to be more of a nonprofit and um, it ended up not really going anywhere. But by doing so, I met other people building Vanex, building Explore Vanex. And they were gracious enough to say, hey, you know, we need more people. Come on in. Um, so just by being in that community, that's how I fell into that company. And then the pandemic hit and not everyone was able to spend as much time on it. Mm -hmm. And I ended up taking it over and that's how Vanex came to be, you know, more, more my thing. Right. I still have equity partners in it. And, you know, I still have two guys that really are very involved in it with me and they're 100% partners in it. They are, you know, doing just as much work as I do. And, um, it's, it's a great thing. I really, I, I'm passionate about of it. Course. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, so. it, it's taking a piece of your, your year long adventure and, and carrying it with you, you know, so that other yeah. people can have that. And, and what is Vanex? How does that tie into? So ultimately we are the, the mission of Vanex is to connect consumers with businesses within the community. Uh, the, the creator, Jason, the, the brain, he, it was his brainchild, essentially. He saw a need in the community where if you wanted to learn about how to do this, if you wanted to learn how to build a van right now, mm -hmm. you would spend several hours just trying to find a resource online. That makes The sense. idea yeah. was to put that all into one place. We built a directory around the niche. Oh, wow. And by doing so, we also amassed a massive following on social media mm -hmm. um i was hoping to be able to announce today but we're about 900 away right now uh we'll have we'll probably have 200,000 followers on instagram by next week that's incredible um, wow congratulations just, thank you yeah and it's 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 crazy and and it's it's just grown and grown and grown and we feature all these businesses on that on that platform as well as Pinterest, Facebook, other, other platforms. And we do marketing for them. We give the consumers that are looking for these products and this know-how and these resources access to those resources. And, and it's been really good. I mean, we've had many companies and these companies are building hundreds, 150 to $250,000 vehicles. And wow. they're, they're getting customers through our platform. And to hear that is, it's it's the mission. It's life changing. It's yeah. it's amazing to hear that. So you are have, um, helping other people build their own adventure, and that is so cool, you know. And and continuing on your own adventure as you're doing this, learning how all of these pieces fit together, and it all came out of you just going on a prolonged honeymoon. That's amazing. That's incredible. I'm jealous, honestly. I really am. And and this is one of the reasons I will drag you camping with me a lot in the future. So don't leave set, uh, the Somerville area of Charleston and South Carolina anytime soon, please. We have a lot of adventuring to do either. first. <laughs> Definitely. 
Fantastic. Oh, well, congratulations to you. That's, that is truly, truly amazing. And I hope some people do check out uh, Van X on social media. I'll obviously be linking those after the show. And wow, I'm, I'm just so wowed. I have one more question before we kind of get away from round three. Did you document your adventures at all? Did you take pictures? Did you do anything? Because that's, you know, 37 states. That's a lot. That's a lot. I, I think I've been to 11, you know, that's amazing. How do you, re- how do you remember this for forever? It's, it's a funny thing. I just want to say, I, I like to tell people that my dog is pissed in more States than they've been to. <laughs> that trip, it's it's really funny. Um, and that's just, that's someone, someone quoted that to me. That's I like amazing. That. Yeah. I love um, that. <laughs> um, but it, we documented a lot. Um, we, we had a social media following going. Um, I think we got like 10,000 followers that went through the journey with us by the end of it. Um, my wife is an extremely talented photographer, um, graphic designer, editor. Um, she's a a graphic artist too. And she, she really like, I watched the progression of her throughout that trip and just the skills and the way that she improved by documenting that trip like you're saying she became just this amazing photographer editor and and she's taken a step back from that she's looking to to find her next venture right now and make that more of a hobby again because it became a focus of business Mm -hmm. and it became unpleasant for her and to see that she's going to do that as a hobby now I like that. You know, I, I, I support her however she wants to do it. And I'm, I'm happy to see her move forward however she wants to. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to show you that, that content that we built. You know, I would love to see that. that we yeah. have. And, um, it, it was, <clears throat> I'll, I'll send you the, the link to her Instagram too, wherever it's. That still would be great. On. Yeah, please. Um, but the van was a, it was a Chevy horizon. So our, our social media, handle was on the horizon oh that's Um, perfect that's gone now (laughs) that was we actually turned that into our social media business which is also gone now um (laughs) but it was yeah it was it was cool it was it was a great chapter of our life yeah incredible incredible and at the end of it you ended up with your son summit which is just you know talk about perfection at the end that's that's absolutely amazing well, I mean, I think we kind of tied into uh, round four, which is yeah. what are you doing for work? And if you could do anything else, what would it be? You know, we've talked about, you know, some of your projects right now, but if you could do anything else, what would it be? See the rest of the states? And that's like, I I still hope that one day, I, I have a good day job right now. I, I work for Progressive and, and they're a great company. I've, I've learned a lot. I've progressed in that role already. And um. But no, I, I want to work on Vanex. That yeah. is the goal. I want to be full-time on Vanex. I want to focus on that because the bigger idea of that is to work with these companies to go out and build content for them, video content, photography content, go visit their shops, go right. to events, be able to travel in that sense and be more involved in the community and live a little bit of that lifestyle. I yeah. don't think, I don't think unless unless I do it in retirement, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever travel like that again right? because it's not feasible, right. especially with my son and, and just the way we kind of want to live our life right now. People do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know a couple, um, hourless life is their Instagram handle. Um, they travel out of the Jeep gladiator and a rooftop tent. 
Let's, wow. They, they work full time out of a Jeep Gladiator and a rooftop tent. Props to them. I could never do it. You no. know, the amenities that come in a camper van, blow <laughs> that out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, um, to, to have a healthy mix of that while it also being like, it's a hard thing to live and work your passion. It, it's very hard to do. Um, and a lot of people lose themselves in doing so. They yeah. lose that passion in doing so. So that, you know, to be able to keep the passion, be happy in my day job, being Van X, hopefully, uh-huh. or whatever next business I come up with, you know, that's that's the goal, definitely. Absolutely. That's that's just amazing. And I'm trying to think of living in a rooftop tent right now. And I'm a pretty adventurous person, but I just... I'm not ready. And maybe that's because moving to South Carolina in the last, you know, six months has made me realize just how intense rainstorms and thunderstorms get. Uh, and never mind hurricane season by any means. But I, I recommend looking them up. Uh Al- yeah. Al- they have a I, I think he's six years old now. They have a son that travels with them that's lived in that that wow. way almost his entire life. And they're going through South America right now. Wow. Yep. That is truly truly incredible i i will be looking them up without any doubt that is super super cool that's that's really neat (laughs) excuse me for losing my train of thought while i'm imagining van life uh so you would work for van x that's the goal i love that and so i guess we'll go right on to round five this is getting a little bit more personal you know we're halfway through the questions at this point so we got to talk a little bit more about who is david lewis and i want to ask Share a high point in your life or something that you are personally proud of. I can't say my kid because you specifically <laughs> I, wrote not to. I did. But I, I just I, wanted to call you out on that. Yeah, well, um, I did I, because I, we have so I many parents coming on here. You know, otherwise that's always going to be the answer. Is there anything better than your kids? No, there isn't. That is the high point. Done. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to my business. Taking over taking over Vanex was, it was impactful to me. It, it it changed the way that I thought about a lot of different things. It it forced me to be a really good leader, a really good partner to everyone that I work with. It forced me to make a lot of hard decisions. Um, we had a group of 15 awesome people that started out with us, and it's down to three now. Wow. Uh, a lot of people just going through the pandemic, they had to make their priority their day job. Um, the one gentleman was a doctor. One of them lived in Canada where sh- shutdowns were a lot different than they here. Were. Um, the the original, the, the person who created it, Jason, he got a very high level job at Amazon. Wow. Lives change, things change. Um, and, you know, deciding to go all in because I had, I had other businesses before. I still have an, another side business that just kind of trickles a few customers right now. It's uh, it's called craigslistmarketing.com. And I could have stayed with that one. I could have progressed with that one too, but it wasn't fun. It was monotonous. It was right. boring. It was, you know, very, it, I'm just doing marketing for people in a very boring sense. So building adventure vehicles. It's like that. <laughs> That's way better. That's way better. Hey, I'm literally making a, a podcast where we can drink. So, you know, I get it. 
I get it. You know, I, you got to do what brings you joy. And yeah. for me, it's meeting people and having a beverage. You know, I know I knew that I knew you before we got on screen today, but it won't always be that case. I have strangers on my calendar right now, which is super exciting. So it's it's what brings you joy from adventure vehicles to alcohol with randos, whatever, whatever makes you smile at the end of the day. That's not the working title of this podcast. Okay. It's so much nicer to call alcohol with randos has a whole different vibe. I don't, I don't know what kind of subscribers I'd get at that point. So yeah, that, that got scrapped early. (laughs) I think we've all had good and bad situations in that. Yeah, exactly. We could do, we could do an entire podcast about, nights like that <laughs> or afternoons or mornings you know whatever your vibe is if um, you ever decide to change the rounds throw that in <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that i love that all right so round six share a challenge in your life you've overcome moving down here was a challenge yeah. um so we we lived in that in that area with my in-laws up there we had a really good relationship with them and we still do mm-hmm. um Moving down here, we came, we came down here still with the intention of traveling full-time or, or majority of the year. Okay. So between October 2020 and now, that lifestyle has changed in our mind a lot. Um, and that was, that was really hard. So, like, we came down here, we bought a house, and we decided to split it and make it a duplex with the, with the family members. We built it from scratch my father-in-law is a a very handy contractor he's very good so we knew we could tackle anything um we put i'm gonna say upwards of ten thousand dollars of you know money Mm -hmm. into the conversion many many man hours between my wife my father-in-law and i um and we did everything you know we we literally cut and and trenched the floor to lay the plumbing because it, it was a two-car garage with a frog above it. Okay. And that's 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 basically the living space that we have with a small room attached to it. Right. And um, for those who and, don't live in South Carolina and speak that language, it's not an actual frog on top of the garage. It's a finished room over a garage. When I moved down here and I kept seeing that there was a frog over the garage, I was really confused as to, like, does, does everyone have frogs? Like, is there just what... Is there a frog infestation in the Charleston area that I didn't know about? Anyway, finished room over garage. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so yeah, you can, see, you can see above me, there's like the the angled ceiling. That's mm-hmm. because I'm in the frog right now. I'm above the, the area that would be a, a garage, which is a big room. It's a large room above here. Um, but so yeah, downstairs, we put in a bedroom for Summit. We put in a full bathroom, wow. everything. Um, we put in a full kitchen and we put in the living room and it's been our space since we moved here. Um, and the entire idea was to rent it out as an Airbnb part of the year and be here living at the beach part of the mm-hmm. year. Um, since we've done that, you know, it, it was, it was a very long process. It took us nine or 10 months in total, I think. Oh, wow. So that we were wild. sharing the the remainder of the house yeah we were doing it on nights and weekends yep. you know we all we were working you know That's we commitment. Had, to do, had to do what we needed to do definitely yeah. um, so it was it was a major challenge you know we we butted heads a lot um with each other and um the somerville laws and permits definitely threw a through a loop 
many times. Um, if you ever go through a venture like that, anyone that's listening, <laughs> do your research. I learned a lot. Yeah. I didn't know that there could be that many rules or, or th- issues or anything that could come alive. But yeah, I mean, now now we're at this point where we we have changed the idea of our lifestyle and, and we want to move on and, and get a, a full, full normal house mm-hmm. and, and live in that and eventually get back to having part-time of the year travel. So all in all, yeah, moving down here was, it was a great experience. We're very happy we did it, but the, the challenge of that was just to, to go through that lifestyle change, go through hardships and, and learning, you know, maybe we don't want to be transient the whole time. We want to, we want to live in a place have friends yeah put down roots yeah have community yeah be able to give our son you know i always thought that um summit traveling for the first few years of his life would be really cool he's not going to remember it it's not going to do it it's for us you know it would be for us to have those memories with him i'd rather give him that when he's five six seven eight nine ten you know do all those years where he can enjoy the national parks he can go on the hikes he can go in the epic water areas that we would see the crystal clear blue water, you know, um, and really, you know, give them those summers. Where it's meaningful. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, he gets to build his own network down here and yeah, that's a big uh, mentality change from kind of living place to place and, you know, campground to campground to saying, Hey, I'm no, we're, we're ready to settle down, you know? And it's not necessarily settling. It's just, hey, we're gonna let's let's be here for a while. Let's pivot. It's it's pivoting. Yeah. That's the idea of business to me. You need to be able to pivot. You do. And in life, damn straight, you gotta be able to pivot for sure. You so. know, all I'm thinking of is the Friends episode. I don't know if you've ever seen Friends, but with the couch and they're yelling, "Pivot, pivot!" <laughs> oh, whoa! What do you got in your wine glass there? It's a Friends thing <laughs> oh that's really funny that's really funny it, so it blinked gonna, in and I'll, out yeah I'll, so you've probably I'll, seen the pivot episode no, once get I'll, out of town I'll, I'll clean. i've never watched friends okay and that's our show today for the ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> all My right wife is a huge friends person um this is from a very good friend of ours who lives down here you'll meet her one day um it's from her birthday party her 30th birthday it was the one where Melanie turns 30. That's adorable. Um, but yeah, I, I've been told many times that I am a screw up in life because I've never watched that. <laughs> and I might have to change that one of these days. So. I mean, at least watch the, the couch episode. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, so I, I recently took an appreciation for pivoting. Uh, you know, I pivot all the time in my life. I pivot so much, I might as well be a ballerina. But uh, this morning I set up, I'm also in a frog, but I am in the closet of a frog podcasting with you today. And I literally set up this room this morning, this morning. I'm in this awesome little closet, uh, but nothing fit through what turned out to be not an average sized door. So uh, trying to get ready for today, I had to dismantle a table, the chair, just even just the chair to sit at for a desk. Nope, didn't fit through the the door at all. So it was quite the adventure trying to get everything set up. But uh, I mean, I'm a professional. I've been set up for years, guys. Don't don't second guess me. (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to yell pivot all morning just because literally nothing fit through this door aside from basically me and a microphone. 
tell your husband to give you the whole office and get out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why isn't he in the closet? That would be perfect. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, let's move on to round seven. How about sharing something unexpected about you or that few people know about you? This is one of my favorite questions because it's like everyone's got their preconceived notions about who this person is and kind of your moment to surprise the people who actually know you in real life or give your new friends some insight so how about it something unexpected it's not let's let's put it this way it's the thing that people are most like awed by that's been part of my life okay it's not like anything um i was always a big snowboarder i i've always loved like i people love football people love basketball people are you know Go Cowboys, go Patriots. I could care less about all of those sports. Mm -hmm, same. Literally could care less. Don't follow any of them. Mm -hmm. I say that I like teams because of I, I've been influenced by other people in my life. And, and yeah. that's pretty much why. But I could care less. You know, I've gone to events. They're really cool. I like the energy that's at, at the at the arenas and different things like that. Um, but I've always really enjoyed action sports. So snowboarding, skateboarding, um, motocross, stuff like that. I haven't involve myself in all of them but like that's what i put on the tv when i want to watch something i watch a snowboarding movie or something it's been big to me but so i've always tried to to really get into those i'm pretty good at snowboarding these days um but throughout my life a lot of my injuries have been from snowboarding <laughs> uh -oh. other than that just kind of stupid uh one-off situations but i've broken a total i think it was i i think i'm correct in this of 15 bones Holy um, cow. all separate occurrences not i've never broken more than one at once except for ribs i think i broke i i either broke or bruised two of them at once or something like that but um and I've had several concussions. Wow. And that's, um, many people know that about me, but it's still like. It's definitely, wow. <laughs> it is wow. It's yeah. very wow. Ooh, what was the most painful bone you broke? Either my shoulder or my knee when I when mm. I busted those. Um, the knee still hurts to this day. Mm -hmm. I can tell you when it's going to snow or rain. <laughs> that's um, convenient yeah. for planning a snowboarding session. <laughs> it's kind of nice sometimes. Um, but yeah, those those were pretty bad. Yeah, I'd say those. Yeah, definitely. you're not talking but, just breaking pinkies here and, and fingers yeah. for your 15 bones. A shoulder and a knee are pretty intense there, dude. That's I've broken my share of fingers too, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. That was unexpected. <laughs> my dad always likes to tell the one story we... Uh, we used to go camping at uh, at archery shoots. That's my dad's really big into archery and hunting. So you know, we we did that a lot growing up. And um, I literally slipped like on a rock or, or on on mud at one of the archery shoots, smacked the back of my head, got a bad concussion, had blood on my brain and stuff. We're in the oh, middle no. of friggin' war in uh, in Western Pennsylvania and stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, it was you know always always interesting. My parents always you know. I, I would get off the ski mountain. They're like, all right, you know, let's, let's go to the hospital again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my frequent flyer card. Hang on one second. <laughs> we had Aflac for that. So that yep. came in handy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I've been good for a few years now, knock on wood. Well, uh, you have all of my admiration because again, knock on wood, I've never broken anything. Uh, <laughs> so clearly, clearly I don't do enough. Um, I need to do more. And it needs to be more extreme sports. Uh, but it's so funny that you're talking about like skiing and snowboarding and stuff, because my little si one of my sisters, um, 
she's two years younger than me. We were in a ski club uh, growing up and we, we were skiing down a mountain one evening and she just wiped out. I mean, there's no way to describe this other than she just totally ate shit like she did. Fell right on her face. There was blood everywhere. Okay, we're young blood teens. In the snow. Yeah. Blood in the snow everywhere. everywhere. Like if you've never seen that before, it's 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 just red. Yeah. It's, it's... Like something. <laughs> yeah. So she got up fine. And her nose was just gushing, 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 okay? It gushed enough that it stained our yellow coat that she was wearing. And it was a Mickey Mouse coat. For anyone who knows me, don't be surprised. Uh, We had a lot of Disney clothes growing up. So her poor yellow Mickey Mouse jacket got stained with her nose blood. And all we could do was keep laughing. Now, we never went and got her looked at for a concussion. We never got her looked at for a broken nose, anything like that. We went and it was just her and I because we're at ski club, you know, and we weren't, we're teenagers. We weren't about to go and say, hey, you know, people who are taking care of us, who are leading the school bus, et cetera, we had this incident. We're just going to wear our bloody coat onto the bus. Uh, So we went and we had hot chocolate. And by then the bleeding had stopped and we went and continued skiing for the evening. Well, lo and behold, If we look back at her school photos since that fateful year, her nose sits to the side. She obviously broke it that night and it's just got this little like to the side. And so she she always jokes that she can't, you know, like look forward because her nose goes off. And anyway, so your story reminds me a lot about that and took me a little down memory lane. I'm going to have to give her a call props, after we hang up. her for making jokes on that. That's great. Yeah, she's pretty <laughs> awesome. She's pretty awesome. Her nose is just a little a little askew, and I love it. It's perfect. Makes her unique, and that coat was never the same, I'll tell you what. And look how powerful she is. Getting back up, skiing the rest of the day, never getting looked at. It's great. So awesome. she, she carries her story with her, which is always really neat. All right. Round eight. Something you wish you had more time for. I bet it's travel. That's my guess. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. yeah. True. True. Um, I feel I feel I'm lucky that uh, that I work remotely. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've when I was looking for a new job the past few months, um, I knew I wanted to work remote. I, I I've worked in automotive my entire life, except for my past few marketing years here. And uh kind of sucks to to be in a shop all day and, and yeah. deal with ornery customers and deal with the bs of you know a, a shop owner who's not happy with anything ever um so you know to to go back and and find a really solid remote job where literally i can they they don't care if i do it from somewhere as long as i do my job and i do it well yeah. i put my hours in and um, literally like I was in training, I think it was the first month I was hired by, by this company. And, uh, I flew to Park City, Utah to see my cousin and spent a week out there and worked. I worked East coast hours. So I worked until two o'clock or three o'clock there every day. And I had the rest of the day to explore Park City, and went skiing in his backyard, went skiing at Park City and had a blast of a time for a week while I was out there. And that's, you know, that was the idea of, of the travel aspect too for us. It was to be able to work and, and you know, survive and live remotely and um, everything like that. So, yeah, um, definitely travel is, is one of them. Um, just wish I had more time to uh, to explore more hobbies, I think, you know. 
you know, we, we both have very small children. They take up all our time. All of it. I get off work. I go to the gym for an hour. I come home and I spend time with my son. I cook him dinner and and then we do a couple things and then we go to bed, you know, that's life. Weekends, my wife and I have gotten better at, you know, Hey, you want to spend half the day or the full day? Go do you. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Um, And that's, it's a hard thing to balance. It is. It's a hard thing to get used to. My advice to everyone is to try and do that. You know, you need you time. You need to, you need to be able to, I, I was just talking to a buddy of mine, one of my best friends. And um, he, he said to me, he's like, when was the last time you were 16 again? Right. When was the last time you did something that made you feel like you were 16 again? And I said to him, the last time I was on a snowboard, simple as that, yeah. you know, cause that's in my mind, that's the freeing venture that I get to do in my life. When I'm, when I'm ripping down the slopes on a snowboard, I feel freer than anything else. So no one in my family will let me get a motorcycle or I might, I might be able to match that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got a couple motorcycles right down the street from me. We might be able to, uh, we might be able to get you on one. I, that I I can relate to that because I did, I had motorcycles. Um, I, I was a skier. That was fine. I didn't love it, but it was fine. I liked the camaraderie of skiing with people more than I liked the act of skiing. But I did own two motorcycles when I was younger, and I do miss those. That was a thrill. That was a thrill. I am banned from having them at this point. Now with having a young child, uh, that's a hard ban until she's at least out of the house. So (laughs) we'll see. I keep trying to to negotiate for like a scooter, you know, just a little like down the road. I'm going to settle for I'm going to settle for dirt bikes. And me and Summit are both going to have dirt bikes. Yeah, Yeah, dirt bikes is good. If you take the the aspect of other drivers out of the equation yeah a lot safer you definitely are that is a fact 100 all right well i look forward to you guys getting dirt bikes i think i saw some down at the pawn shop uh, a couple blocks from me so maybe we got to pop in there and see if there's see if there's something you want all right round nine if you had a theme song what would it be and why it's clearly not the opener to friends (laughs) i i read through this question and this is the only one i don't have an answer for I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not, I've never been like a big music buff either. So like that might be part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you have a suggestion? Well, friends in low places because you hang out with me. (laughs) That's the the first one. That's the first one. Ah, It's a great song. Come on. That's an anthem of itself. There's nobody that you uh, walk into or or who doesn't know those words, who won't jump in on the chorus. So that's, that's all I need. But uh, after last night's adventure, when we were out at Christmas in July up in Somerville and uh, we jaywalked to the song Dashing Through the Snow, I think that's the one I'm going to go ahead and assign you right now. <laughs> and it works. Good. You're a snowboarder, too. So, you know, Dashing <laughs> Through the Snow. What is that? Jingle Bells? The opening part to Jingle Bells? That's all you, buddy. I've got you a song now. I'll take it. We'll get you a T-shirt. <laughs> all right. But round 10. Last round before we move on to uh, just... A couple other things, but round 10 is the ask me anything. Do you have a question? This is where it flips to asking the host. I've been interviewing you for 45 minutes or whatever, but what do you think? Anything Good. burning never, in mind? Never change this one because <laughs> I, I think it's a really good thing. Um, I had this planned out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you where this podcast is going to go. Mm-hmm. What are your visions for it? And just what do you want to achieve with it? Because I know you're passionate about this, just like I am with my business. I know that if you could do this full time, like I could, like I wish to with my business, you would. 
And I hope that you get to do that one day. I really appreciate that. Uh, it's a great question. And just so listeners at home know, I do not know this question in advance. So this is this is live and, and figuring it out while we go. So what's my vision for a toast and a tail? Whew, that's hefty. It's hefty because I'm someone who believes that what is meant to be will be. And so what happened with this was uh, I sat down, like I've been talking about doing a, a podcast for a period of time, my own independent project. And as you well know, I needed a little bit of a nudge to get it started. So over beers, or I think it might've been wine one day, you were like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to launch this at the end of July because your birthday is there and, and that's what we're going to do. So you gave me the deadline and we got going on this. Uh, out came a name, out came a mission, et cetera. Because what I wanted from this was to take kind of my personal passion of meeting new people and just talking. You know, it's I don't feel like people have enough time to connect anymore. And I have a lot of friends who say, how do you make friends easily? And I'm not saying I'm an expert friend maker, but I am someone who is not afraid to just have a conversation with whomever comes across my path. And I kind of want to start making that the norm for people, you know, modeling, just having a back and forth conversation and what real connection can mean and that you don't have to have a huge history with a person to connect to them. So I kind of just want to see where this goes. Would I love to be endorsed by an alcoholic beverage company? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> but I just I I want to bring conversation and celebration for just, you know, the unique individual and where they've been and what they're doing and where they want to go into kind of just an easy everyday listen. You know, I know plenty of people who put a podcast on when they sit there to work for the day. A lot of people are remote workers. They're drowning out their dogs, whatever. Uh, you know, they throw a podcast in and this is just an easy way to feel connected to somebody. And I feel like most people that come on here are either looking for new friends to meet or to share their passions. And I kind of just want to see what everyone else has to say and let that journey unfold before me. I don't, I don't sit there with a lot of aspirations. I just say, let's, let's do this and see where it goes. And that's how I live my life. And it's worked out pretty well so far. That's awesome. Thank you. And like, it's cool too, that you're down here in the South now. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, you're going to see the atmosphere that I've seen in the past two years since I've been here. It's so much different than the tri-state area from where we are from. People look you in the face. People say hello. People are willing and open to have a conversation. I had that conversation with the person who cut my hair yesterday. She was a lovely woman and she was born and raised in West Ashley, which is a section of Charleston, South Carolina. And we were talking about the difference in people, uh, you know, and there is nothing against the tri-state area. It's just how your everyday world looks. And I said, people are just so friendly here with some, some basic manners that caught me off guard. When people started addressing me and saying, good morning, miss or ma'am, every time I walked into a gas station, you yep. know, just every single time I was greeted. And at first I thought, I'm like, am I being trolled? People are just so nice, but you can, you can just talk to anybody. This is where I need to be because I can talk to everybody and I want to talk to everybody. The only problem is, is that I can't get anywhere fast anymore. 
because I'm meeting five people along my journey and I want to talk to all of them and find out who they are. <laughs> so I've had to slow down a little bit or give myself extra time where I didn't used to have to because you just kind of walked by like shadows. And don't get me wrong. Like, like you said, there's nothing wrong with people yeah. in, in the Northeast. It's, yeah. I feel like people are too, the, the New York mentality, which is spread to New Jersey and, and PA, in my opinion, that I saw because I lived up there my entire life, it's I need it and I need it now. Or yesterday. And yes, definitely. And especially being in the car business, that was that was exactly how it needed to be for people where they were upset. And just to have that mentality of, of that way and feel like you don't have the time to give those other people right you don't have the time to stop and say hi because you're so pressed to go do that next thing it's interesting how like they say life in the south is slower and i didn't understand that until recently same you know, same you stand in line behind people and you can tell who's from here and who's an import Let's there are like. there are days where my import shows. I got a big old New York yeah. stamp on my head. Hundred percent, hundred percent. There are you days tell, that you can tell who they are on the highway too. It's the same thing. That you is know, true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting adjustment. And uh, everyone, like you said, everyone said the South is slower, and I didn't understand what that meant until I was here for a little while. And I said, well, I need to learn to take a deep breath. I need to slow my roll and. This is how I want to raise my daughter, where there is not this fresh feeling of rush, rush, rush everywhere. You kind of just roll with it. But I have to get past myself sometimes, too. And that's it's impactful in our lives, you know, coming from that. It really is. So I hope it's something that we can both learn and value. And like you said, pass on. Yeah, to our little exactly. hundred percent. All right, we've got two more segments, if you will, on our podcast today to get through. They are much, much shorter, of course. This next one I like to call On Tap. And that is, what do you have on tap right now? What are you working on right now? And self-promo time, where can people find you on socials? Cool. So Explore Vanex is the is the true name. We refer to ourselves as Vanex, but all the social handles is Explore Vanex. Um the website is www.explorevanex.com. Um, right now, we are we just rolled out, finally, after a lot of time and a lot of work, we rolled out our main offering, which is, it's called our premium business platform, which gives these companies, like I said, we're trying to connect these consumers with the businesses and get get people to purchase vans, you know, yeah. help, help create these sales, help build these businesses, do whatever we can for them. Um, so we launched that, we have a few members on that already, which we're, we're extremely happy with, you know, all, all the support for it's been great. Um, but we've had other projects on the back burner waiting to do that. So I just got back the first draft from a outside hire, um, developer for our marketplace. So it's going to be a place where these businesses and normal people can put up their vans for sale. Oh, cool. I never planned on doing this. Mm -hmm. We we as a business did, but I personally never never thought it was going to be our thing. Mm -hmm. um, but we've just had so much request for it. It it was a must. 
Um, and a lot of people have been skeptical about it when I talk to them about it because they're like, oh, well, people can do that on Craigslist. People can do that on Van Life Trader, which is the big one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they can put it on Auto Trader, etc. But in my mind, right now, there's such a demand for these vehicles that people are waiting six months to a year to two years to get one built. There's going to be a time where all of those are used vehicles and they need to be resold. And that's where I think we're going to land and be able to support the community and give them another place to do so. Because it's, you know, people look at this as an alternative lifestyle, a cheaper way to live, but they're still investing a lot of times a hundred plus thousand dollars into one of these vehicles. Um, So it takes a lot of consideration. It takes a lot of research I want to launch that platform and I want to build on it and I want to give people education. I want to give them a resource that lets them be confident in that buying purchase. So that's my goal with that. Um, Also with that, we have started to work with Outdoorsy, which is the largest, um, I'll say the largest, other companies may disagree with me, but I think they're the largest. It's the largest rental platform for RVs, camper vans, overland vehicles, everything like that. We are currently installing an API on our website to rent vehicles off of our website. Oh, neat. Another thing that has been in scope and we just haven't had time to do. So our developers working on that and it's going to be a really big thing. Um, again, big competition out there. Yeah. There's a lot of other people and a lot of other sites doing it. But if we can be, we've always been and we've prided ourselves on being the most comprehensive resource and we want to expand on that so all these aspects falling together really cool stuff the last one of the three that we're working on um i should get this back in a week or two and hopefully all this stuff will be launched mid to end well it's almost the end of summer isn't it it's getting there yeah (laughs) so probably i'm going to say the end of august um a lot of this stuff will hopefully go out it's a raffle system so we're going to have a web page where We'll have a prize. Um, the first prize we have is from Outdoorsy. It's going to be a $500 rental credit. Um, That's awesome. People can go on here, put their info in. We're going to basically donate the proceeds or a portion of the proceeds of the raffle. So they'll they'll enter for this Outdoorsy $500 credit. You get your picture and your Instagram handle and tag on there. Wow. Um, and you just go into this. It's basically like multiple boxes it's like feature boxes on the website and you'll be there the entire time until the raffle we'll do uh we'll do social media features of certain people or or at random or something like that and then at the end of i haven't decided if it's going to be monthly or quarterly yet at the end of that we'll you know give that raffle away we'll start another one that's pretty cool I like yeah, that. Definitely. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun yeah. to watch develop. And, you know, you might win me over to getting a van and trading in my uh, hard shell pop-up camper because at least then I could park my van in the driveway and not get in trouble with the HOA. <laughs> Person like yourself, you know, you guys camp. You guys are mm-hmm. avid campers. You own a pull behind. Mm-hmm. If you got into a van, you would want a van. And that's that's the idea of the rental platform. You know, the more people that try it, the more people that do it, um, I have I have some friends from high school that just finished their build. They are on their quote unquote honeymoon in Alaska right now. Oh, they drove to Alaska in that van. They've oh. been there for three weeks. Um, yeah, and I, I it gives me 
the greatest feeling inside to see them doing that yeah and see them living that life and they're the type of people that are going to keep that vehicle and they're going to do weekend trips or they're going to do long trips and do whatever they can and continue to live that lifestyle just like me and my wife you know want to do to some aspect so it's very cool to share that with people it's very cool that is amazing that's so cool well i'm gonna have to get in on this van action once you get the rentals up for sure because i've never done anything like that but i always tell my husband that uh, i want a van maybe i should just leave it as general as that and what i really want is a van i can live in <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is you can put seats that you know the car seat goes right into yeah. and you can drive it around like a normal vehicle too right. you know that's that's what i want to get back to one of these days and then the beds in the back for when you want to go a little bit further. Oh, so that is so cool. So cool. I love yeah. what you're working on. I really do. All right. Our last segment for today is happy hour. And that's your passion time. So I know we've talked a lot about Vanex. We have. So another passion, perhaps? Sure. All right. I'll share about Sana. <laughs> there we go. All right. Daddy yeah. mode. Go. Go. You've met him. Many people have met him. My son's amazing. I, I don't have to be shy about that. I'll, I'll say all day, the only problem we have with him is he's never slept well, which is finally changing after two and a half years. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, a little more than two and a half years. He'll be three in October. Um, it's a pleasure to watch him grow up. It's a pleasure to be in his life. And I feel very, very good about the way I am with him. I, you know, people have told me I'm a good dad. but You're amazing. I'll tell you. I don't take that. I, I want to be better. You know, I want to, I want to do the best I can for him in every aspect. And that is super admirable. You said you were driven and that's the thing. You're not just driven with work. You are driven with your son as well. And it's, it's one of the reasons I hold such a high admiration for you is just, I mean, you, you're super dad. You live it every day. I mean, you have him out doing things and he's just this wonderful little kid who is comfortable in all these different settings because of what you're doing for him. He's ready to meet new people and just go with the flow. And he's and awesome. I don't, I don't take nearly all the credit. My wife has done an absolutely amazing job with him and half of his values come from her. Of course. <laughs> Even though he looks just like me, half of him <laughs> is her too. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, I have a lot of friends that I don't think are going to have kids. I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people from my generation aren't doing that mm -hmm. and that's okay that's Absolutely. fine you know i i just watched my my brother become a father and it's it's just awesome you know yeah. to to be able to see him go through that too and and you know we were talking about like literally me and my brother were talking about um um formula and you know his his uh his daughter getting her first solid food the other day and like you know, the research I've done on it and, and the things I've learned about it and, you know, talking about things like that with my brother who, you know, normally we talk about sports and, and business and, and have a have a drink together and stuff like that. It's cool. It's, it's you know, like you said, when the parents and the kids can get along. Oh, it's everything. In the same realm. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. It's, it's great to be able to um, take your kid anywhere and, and have him be accepted yeah. it was kind of like when when we got our dog luna i i could put her in the car and take her to any house anywhere any one of my friends any one of my family members she was welcome you know she she was a part of the family and yeah. it's the same way with summit anyone is happy to have him around and he's just a light in the room you know yeah, that's so, that's. And yours is good. Don't worry. Oh, I oh don't I know it. She's a little spitfire. I don't know where she gets that from. 
She doesn't look a thing like me, but boy, does she sound like me. Oh my goodness gracious. I don't know. I, I, I see her in, in, in the, I see you in her face. It's whenever she has a mischief yeah. face. Yeah. When she's getting into trouble, all of a sudden she's my darn twin. hundred <laughs> percent. She definitely has daddy's hair, but yeah. Yeah. Daddy's hair, daddy's inability to go out in the sun. Uh, but mom's little mom's little sparkle, you know, she's, she's definitely um, her own person. That is for sure. And I love being along with her for her journey. It's super cool. But speaking, speaking of being along for journeys, we are at the end of our hour together. We went a little over, which is great. It means we were having wonderful conversation. Uh, but I do. I, I'd like to end my my show with a toast, a toast to my guest for coming on. So I, I wish I had time to make this rhyme, but I was so invested in actually hearing what you were saying that I didn't sit here and put on my rhyming words cap. But I raise my glass to you, David, as the first guest on A Toast and a Tale, who is simply awesome, who I find such joy in having any conversation or going on any adventure with. I hold such admiration for you as a father, as a human being, as an adventurer, and I am just so grateful that you joined me on this podcast today and regularly in real life. And I can't wait to see everywhere you go and to follow along your journey, too. So... Cheers to you. Thank you for tuning in to A Toast and a Tale. We are so glad you could join us for a drink. Tune in next week to hear the tale of another amazing guest. Interested in being on the show? Find at A Toast and a Tale on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our website, www.atoastandatale.com, where you can also find past guest information, our merch shop, and more. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share on your favorite listening and social media platforms, and we'll be back next Friday. Until then, may your troubles be less, your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Cheers to you.